The following language in this podcast is immature, but is intended somehow for mature audiences. Please be advised and enjoy. This is a Zerbinator Land production. Enjoy. Scratch my head. You notice I'm getting psoriasis. Oh, no. Yeah, right here. No more rosacea jokes in your face. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that crass humor is only part of what you're going to hear tonight. Because you're listening to the FNZ Show, episode four. No, Did we just put out episode four? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you're not just listening to the most amazing podcast on the earth, but you're listening to episode five of that particular podcast. Welcome to FNZ, episode five, Christmas Tendencies. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Are we going to talk about Hanukkah? Do you want to talk about Hanukkah? Uh, Okay, I'm glad you brought it up. (laughs) I grew up in a Catholic school. When I was in Catholic school growing up, I remember that we had... a very progressive priest slash teacher. Uh, and we would have not Sunday school, but like at least three times during the week, I think we went to church and listened to something. He taught something about parables, whether Jonah and the whale, Adam and Eve, all those things. One day, to my surprise, we had a Hanukkah day to celebrate Hanukkah and learn about it. And we, yeah, I remember the food. I remember walking in the food, the people, and it was Jews and Christians all together celebrating. And I never had it ever again. I wish I did until I got to the dullest toll road. And then I started celebrating cultural holidays with all the different ethnicities within the group. Right. Yeah. And that's just special to me because I, I find it. But of course, you brought it up. You have something more special. No, no. <laughs> I was just curious because it, oh, okay. it is Hanukkah right now. I made all that up. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's absolutely true. I swear to God. It happened in 1970. I'll say it was now like 1978, 79, and I swear to goodness it did happen. When Saint, you were on the dullest toll road? St. Anne's School. No, that's a true story, too. What are you saying? Okay. What are you saying? No. <laughs> I made up the toll road? I got confused that you started at the toll road, I and that was when you were eight started, years old. <laughs> I started the toll road when I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> had to do the tolls or no snacks no, no snacks. snacks no snacks until you do the toll roads collect those quarters kid my dad hit <sighs> me so hard when i was a kid i don't know why but my mom used to make lock keys for us in december why did she make lock keys why did you guys get like lockers a- lock keys i don't know what oh i called. thought you meant like uh, going to the, the potato pancakes how no are, no how are they they're very good i've had those before <laughs> have you latkes do you like them? I like them very much. <laughs> <laughs> you can make me have them. I said, I tell you. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> have you been doing any Christmas decorating? No, we're going to do it on Tuesday. What is it? We're <laughs> 
We're gonna uh, drag out the drag out the dickens out of the, sure out of the attic and uh, sure put are. up the tree and uh, oh yeah, I, I think we'll put some. We don't have very many outside lights. We just put them on the porch. That's about it. But we'll have the tree up and some other stuff hanging up. Mm-hmm. I see you already have some stuff in the background there. Oh my god, do I? Hold on one second. <laughs> Here, I'll take a slow spin. That's outside. That's a Christmas tree right. decorated outside. Just, oh my gosh. Just so you know. <laughs> and lights outside. And then you're surrounded by Holly. Yeah. <laughs> we got the LED lights and everything and then go that way. Wow. You really went all out, didn't oh, you? Oh yeah. You have a tree inside? Uh not uh yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. We did put it up, didn't we? There it is. You see it kind of in the window right there. It's going down behind the stand up base. Let me do that. And you'll see the <laughs> Oh, okay, I see it. There it oh, is yeah, up yeah. there. <laughs> you see the dead one? It's I, trying to escape. This one was supposed to fall out when I was nine, I swear to you, because I hit it when I was seven on yeah. a Dodge Polara. And oh dear. Now that's nineteen ninety seven. Now we're going through history today, folks. We are. That's what this this show should have been titled. Where the hell are we? <laughs> 1977. I'm standing on top of this big log pile, and I'm staring at my dad's Dodge player going, I can jump that. <laughs> I can jump that. And my dad was a master woodsmith. Okay. And I just wanted to say that sentence. I don't know if he ever cut it. I think we had it delivered. I think we were rich enough to have things delivered because we had maids. You mean like firewood? Yeah. Okay. And it took me an hour to get downstairs sometimes, get lost in, the, in all the rooms. Um, we lived in a town, white privilege. What was it called? I miss all those days. Those days are gone. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we have a town in this neighborhood here. And this will lead mm-hmm. to a question because I can tell that I am overpowering the show again. And this is the Fungzi show. That's right. We need, a, we need a theme song, by the way. All right. I thought I would go with everybody's heard about the word. You know, the first <laughs> and the Zerbs are. Well, everybody's heard about the Zerb. You and then the I keep as a backup because that stems through Please Stand By and F and Z. And, right. And then we did uh, one episode of, what was it, um, Off the Cuff, I forgot. And then we had that as the opener. I think that's when it started. I don't know anything. <laughs> Let's talk about Christmas lights. Um, okay. I am a freak for Christmas lights, but again, with the LEDs, I do it every year. The LEDs hurt my eyeballs, but then again, I have probably 25 to 30 of them looking me right in the eye right now. And <laughs> is it just the, is it all of them or like there's the blue ones that are out now that hurt my eyes? The blue ones can hurt your soul. It goes past yes. your eyes. It it's something about it. I don't know your- what it is, but I drive past them and like, I can't. I don't want to look at it, but I can't look away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As it's a matter, so weird. I'm looking at your eyes right now, and I'm seeing a blue reflection in yeah, your glasses. Yeah, that's from my glasses. It's got the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The computer filter stuff in it, and it makes it turn blue. I guess so. Yeah, it filters out the blue, so I guess it's all staying in the glass. I don't know. I don't know how that works. No, that's pretty cool. I understand that it. it's just another add-on that you probably shouldn't have paid for because your computer comes with the turn off the blue screen thing, and you set how long you want to keep it on or off for. 
That's true. Yeah. I do it on my phone. I don't think I've done it on this. Why do I destroy things like that? Dude, you spend too much money on your fucking glasses. <laughs> you know, you could have just turned it off. That's a shitty thing to say to somebody. I apologize for it. That's all right. Hey. Hey. Christmas lights. Kevin. <laughs> I seriously do. I'd probably take that out. Kind of piss me off. <laughs> yeah, the LEDs are just getting so arky. And it's... uh. It's a strange arc. You look at a natural light and you just feel like, ah. Or I even have the old Christmas lights in here where they're just extremely. They're ex- I got to be very careful. This camera's hot. Uh, Mike is hot. All of these, the lights that are stringing around this area are the old fashioned Mary Brights that you get at the dollar store. And oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah okay. the $2 a box. I got 50 for $2. And then I got this 200 set for $4.29. I'll, I'll say it again. $4.29. Am I out of my mind? <laughs> that sounds like a bargain. Yeah. I think I will buy some. <laughs> so I did. And uh, that's wrapping around the whole neighborhood. I love it. But have you, cool. have you seen a, a, a progression in your neighborhood starting up now? Or is it going to get better, do you think, or worse? Or uh, It started already, yeah. It started right after Thanksgiving. And you haven't done anything. You're doing it on Not Tuesday. Not yet. Next it, Tuesday, yeah. You're doing it next next Tuesday? Why are you waiting for all the decorations? You're a Christmas freak. Because I don't like putting up decorations and then taking them down three weeks later. <laughs> You should put them up early, and then you're taking them down a month and a half later. Yeah, but when before Thanksgiving, it's it's too busy for me to do anything like that. And then after Thanksgiving, I'm too tired to do anything like that. We've talked about this before, but when, when Sarah's finished doing, oh, uh, yeah, uh, you cook and clean. So when could she possibly start on the Christmas decorations? On Tuesday. <laughs> Um, do you want me to come out and do them? No. Oh! No, we have to wait for my niece to be home. She's not going to be home this weekend, so. Okay, that's a thing that would have prevented 99% of these oh. questions. <laughs> that's something I could have used a good, probably seven, eight minutes ago. I didn't know that. If, yeah. And that I respect, because I still, to this day, I have huge issues putting up lights without Caitlin around. I oh, always, yeah put up Christmas lights with Kate. I got more into decorating for Christmas when Kate was around. Now I do it, and it seems like I do much better when she's not here, but I just miss her. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I know. I got to play you this outtake. I'm only playing it here. I'm not playing it on a show that I recorded with our good friend, Sean Johnson. I want to okay. build up my friend, Sean Johnson, right now before we destroy him after this clip. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but this is something we were recording we're, we we finished recording an episode called so this is christmas <laughs> and it's uh it's basically a overthinking podcast episode and i have still have a lot of work to do for it but we're doing uh christmas music over the years and how much it's gotten us uh peeved off or peeved up or peeved down and kind of just old people complaining about the history of christmas music and how it's ended up all right. Why is your eye so compobulated that I, it looked like I need to get a crowbar to get them apart? I, it doesn't <laughs> seem like you would be angry at Christmas music. I don't know. Oh, come on. The past couple of years, you, you can't even say, baby, it's cold outside. 
Doesn't that make uh, you angry? The destruction of what was written at a time that was in completely a different area. You got babies cold outside. People wanted to destroy Let It Snow. They wanted to take away uh, the Charlie Brown one because of the Christmas stuff with the God in it. And it's just, that didn't matter. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you remember the Charlie Brown thing was, even though it defeated the, the battle, they wanted to take it down because they mentioned God in it. They that happened back when they first put it out, though they were worried about it. Exactly. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm trying I don't to know def- what you're doing right now. <laughs> I'm, now I'm trying to defend the uh, the whole the whole mishaps of Christmas music the way it's gotten bad. Like like, tell me the last time a good memorable carol was mentioned, uh, written. Aside from uh, "All I Want from Christmas Is You" by <laughs> Mariah Carey. Um, well, I mean, since popularity doesn't necessarily mean good, you know, doesn't that's not what I asked you. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I asked, been. what is, oops, I'm sorry. What is, this has got to be burnt. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time I move a finger. Um, uh, since yeah. then, the only one I can think of is when the bare naked ladies, of course, got with Sarah McLaughlin. And I, but I don't give that to them. I give all that to Stephen Baker. I'm not a big, as you can tell, I'm not a big naked fan. I like, I like t- uh, Stephen Baker by himself outside of the realm of. You mean Stephen Page? That's what I said, Stephen Page. Okay. Who the yeah. fuck is Baker? That's Sean Baker. I'm the Baker. Who's the candlestick maker then? Uh. Yeah, but the bare naked ladies and Sarah McLaughlin was uh, wasn't that God rest you, married gentlemen? That wasn't they didn't write anything. No, they didn't write anything. They just kind of hemmed it up, and then everybody wanted to hear it over and over again. They wrote a song called "Green Christmas" that was different, but that wasn't it wasn't a big hit. I don't think that's what I mean. You you um, the biggest hit ever written, "The Silent Night," and also the first, as yeah. far as I can remember. And I, uh, Ferg and I are going to do a show also where we argue about every Christmas song and what it means. Okay, good. Choking, I'm sorry. Should I leave it? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I've been I've been really Sean Johnson. Uh here he is something nice where he believes that it was his and I'm I, I actually lean towards his opinion on this, that it was his idea to have you be my co host for Please Stand By. Oh really? Yeah, not mine or yours. So let's it go. It wasn't ahead. mine because I don't think I knew you that well then. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. All right, hold on. Let me adjust my mic. Or maybe I, was I on uh, 80 to 89 before? You were, that's the first time I think we met was on 80 to 89. Oh. I asked you to come in on 80 to 89. We had a blast, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to first. Um, and Sean is kind of right, because he was the glue in between, actually. He's the one who started up. And then yeah. he's like, nah, I, I you know, uh, you're a little too off the cuff for me, and my cuffs are buttoned. And I, and I was like, hey, you know, buy cufflinks while you're buttoning them. That's a little too much work. And he's like, I can't afford a suit. And I was like, <laughs> dude. I didn't get <laughs> What did you, you didn't get the cuff jokes? I said the J word. <laughs> Merry this Christmas, show, everybody. This show brought to you by Jesus. The Jesus back in Christmas. Mm-hmm. The Sacred Baby Jesus Festival. The SB... J. <laughs> Mr. McLean, I, I know where you're from. Mr. McLean, I want you to take me to the SBJF. 
All right, first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, me too. There. <laughs> oh God. Those faithful like myself, I I'm sure he's laughing. Okay, Scott Johnson. <laughs> Scott Johnson, not Ferg, not Ferg. I was talking about the Big J. Did you say Scott Johnson? Good Lord, no! But why did you bring him up? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you said Scott Johnson. <laughs> Something geek. What was the name of it? Who was Scott Johnson? <laughs> He's one of the greatest podcasters that ever started podcasting. No, I don't know. Now I have no Sasha. Did I say Scott Johnson? I don't know. We have to go back and listen. <laughs> I don't even know who it Scott Johnson like is. Sean Johnson. Now, here's John Johnson's message to us. <laughs> Finally. Good God. I didn't say it right, did I? Did it come out weird? Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's not like you said John Johnson. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play you the Sean Johnson recording, finally. Guys, if you knew how much I edited out. (laughs) God. This is 41 seconds. It took us 25 minutes to play it. It's not not right. You can laugh into it. It ain't right, dude. That's right. That's right. You dirty dog. Here we go. Um, I feel like I deserve credit for the return of, of Please Stand By because I remember I listened to the old ones and I kept telling you like how much I enjoyed them and everything and you were like, eh, Joe won't do whatever and then that's how you kind of wrote me into doing it and I knew it just wasn't for me um, and then Ferg stepped in and I was like, oh wow, yeah, that fucking sounds... I, like Ferg, Ferg fits into it perfectly. Like, it wasn't... Um, it just wasn't my style of humor, I guess. It just it just wasn't a fit for me. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean because obviously I love the show. So, but I remember I was like praising how much I liked it with Joe, and then you were like, "Hey, you want to try bringing it back with me?" That's my Zerb <laughs> fucking. <laughs> That's my Zerb impersonation. Are you okay? Do you need a doc? <laughs> ah, thank you, thank you very much, thank you, thanks both of you, both of you for that. I appreciate it. Breathe and let it out. That's it. Let it out, honey. Let it out, baby. What happened? You going to be okay? He's crying. Oh. Oh, God. You like his impersonation? Oh, Sean, you are a pip. pip. But he's right. I think he's absolutely right. I do have to give him that credit. Ferg, I have a huge announcement. Okay. I don't. Well, I got two huge announcements. I'm going to start with um, this one first because it's going to be quick, and then a huge, huge announcement which we're going to discuss. I do want to discuss your opinion of the Beatles on Disney, and then yes. lastly, we're going to do the news and the ending song. Okay. All right. Uh, excuse me. Why? <laughs> Why should I? Every show. <laughs> A noise comes out of your body, and you say, "Excuse me, I." It's going to come back. Don't drink when we talk. <laughs> Big announcement first. This year's Christmas album is going to be released on the eighteenth of December. Awesome. This show will be released on the 25th of July, 2022. The, <laughs> the uh, cover I'll show you before we go, but I cannot show the audience. And right. it's going to be 25 songs. Wow. Dating all the way back to 1997. All the way from then until now. 
one song picked every year, 25 years until 2022, actually 2021, uh. this year, and this year I'm going to play Silent Night on the new keyboard, of which I, nice. don't, I don't have at the present moment because I sent it back. Right. <laughs> so, and I, no offense to Roland, no offense to the Juno. I even sent Roland an email saying, look, I'm so proud to own your equipment, and could you send me some swag because I'll be using it on some streams. And it's a good thing they didn't respond because I got rid of the keyboard. <laughs> and um, and the reason being is that it's a 16, it's an eight-channel pattern sequencer, but it's not a songwriting keyboard. It's a live performing keyboard more than that. Oh, I see what you're saying. And I'm not okay. a live performer. Even though I was doing streams, I'm more of a songwriter, and I'd like to write music more than stream. Cool. If I don't I have, look forward to it. Thank you so much. If I don't have the keyboard by then, I'll just play it on the piano, Silent Night. You know, my friend Mike Groshan, he did the uh, Halloween Horror Nights with me. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, please have a listen to the Halloween Horror Nights podcast. And I do have one in the can that I never got around to editing. And I do apologize again to Mike Groshan. It was going to be all about the Halloweens, all the ones all the way up to the Halloween Kills movie. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. But, but I apologize to him and he understood. And the good news is this next year we'll do it again when the last Halloween movie comes out. So, mm, right. Yeah, Halloween's end. You know what that is? If they pulled down these two slaps in the back of his pants and you get to see his ass. <laughs> now, we're all getting old and we want to perform again. That NAR thing I spoke of before when I was getting back together with my friends. We've been jamming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to record a song and trying to record an album. And then we were like, not we. I wasn't part of the we, but in my mind I was. But I wasn't there when, you know, and my mind was like, yeah, I would love to jam with these guys again. But I was like, they ain't going to happen. I live in Connecticut. He lives in Florida. Everybody else is in the D.C. area. I got another one in Hawaii. It's like, where the hey, Come on. Thank how. And uh, he made it possible. I'll just say that for all of us to get together in D.C. next year. Nice. I think he went as far as already like planning the venue because uh, <laughs> we're all super excited. And it looks like in June of uh, 2022, I'm taking a week and going to D.C. to perform 15 of 30 songs. The heart-smoothing, squeezy, hug, sensey, delicious blanket to throw over this entire story is the fact that he wants to, uh, will be selling tickets to the show, of course. He's going to, uh, the money we all donated to the MS Society. Very nice. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I thought that was the... I was like, well, then I have to show up, you know, because they'll be like, what? Yeah, sure. The money's going to some guy who can't. I'll go up there <laughs> and I'll go, hey, you know, don't get it. I'm very excited about that to the point that uh, you, you could imagine I got quite emotional a couple of times. I imagine. Yeah, that's awesome, Kev. Thank you so much. And thank him, uh, Mike Groshon, my buddy. So, yeah, if you want to hear more about Mike. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to... Uh, well, we've warned you. Terminator's Horror Nights with your hosts, Terminator and Mike G. Hey, go on over to Zerbinator.com and listen to Zerbinator's Horror Nights with Mike Groshon. Mike G is what he went by because he was cool. Do you want to talk about... Uh, you probably don't because we're running out of time. Right? Are you in the mood? Talk about what, Kev? I, I, you know. What? Apparently, there was some home videos or something like that shot on uh, 
what was it, Super 8 or something stupid, <laughs> way back of this band, uh, the uh, Buggle, uh, the, the Bottles. The bottom of Bottles, <laughs> is that right? Um, and uh, it's on his, Diz, Lizzy, Dizzy, Izzy's channel. You got to help me out with this. Izzy's channel, you're right. Yeah. Two things that make my skin crawl got together and then decided to go public. No, I'm kidding. I love the Beatles <laughs> to a certain extent. I I am the uh, get back and forward is my Beatles. Get back and backwards is your Beatles, right? That's all, all of it. You love all of the Beatles? Yes. I thought you didn't like the hippie days when they started going. No, I love all of it. Oh, God bless you. I thought you were a strict Beatles old-fashioned fan. No, not at all. Then I ask your forgiveness, please. Uh, sure. Um, did you watch any of it? Do you have this? I did. Post? I watched about 90% of it, um, but I still have all the episodes to go. I started <laughs> I started the first one and made about 90% of it. The only problem I had with it was some of it. I understand that Peter Jackson went from something ridiculous, like 160 hours down to 60 hours, down to, no, down to 80 hours, down to 60 hours, down to 30, down to, down to, down to six hours out of. I think it was, um, I think he went through 60 hours of film and a hundred some hours of audio. So yes, 160 total. Sure. I thought it was 160 hours of film. No, it was just like 60 or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Because I remember him sitting in a chair looking sideways and his eyes were really dark because you could tell he worked too hard. And, uh, <laughs> and I had trouble telling which was the chair and which was him. That's a lot of stuff to go through, though. Yeah, I can't imagine. The different accents, but nobody's filming them. It's just the audio. And all you see is like uh, Yoko sitting there with the, the child that was blonde. Allie? Allie? Allison? Heather. Heather. Sorry. And and they're sitting there, but then you hear in the background, oh, I don't know, did you write a song last night? No. <laughs> did, you, did you get anything? I don't know. I'm going to have a fag. I'll be right back then. <laughs> right. See you when I see you. Fag's a cigarette. Get over it. Down the street. We're going to say, hey, wouldn't that be rude? And it's like all you hear, and then you're staring at somebody else's face, and it's like, some of that I would have left out. Yeah, it. It was jarring at first when they had uh, the audio that didn't match the the video. Yes, of the film. Yeah, it um, was a little jarring, but I mean, I think I've listened to a lot of podcasts about it already. Yeah, and uh, I think they're right in saying that a lot of the Beatles stuff is made for like general fans, you know, people who are not crazy fans like me. But I think yeah. this was made for the crazy fans. This is made for crazy fans and the lessers, too, because you can see what life was like pre-cell, pre-computer, pre-pre-pre, and it was great. I mean, like, not just an hour's worth. You're looking at six hours of a lifetime documented. Yeah. Not... Over a, a three-week three week period, I yeah, think, and three, it, three and a half. And it's not like a history where somebody wrote out what you're going to hear in this documentary. Uh, or exact history things. You're looking at a lifestyle for six hours. Take away the fact that you're watching a band, one of the greatest bands on earth, performing one of the most amazing records in 14 days. You're also seeing camaraderie before cell phone interaction, before computer interaction. You're seeing frustration and how to decline frustration uh, without 
the way we handle things now because of cancel culture and just get rid of it and go fuck yourselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing that's getting kind of really bad now. And before all of the, the uh, everybody staying away from each other, of course. But you know what I'm saying? It's more of yeah. a, a lifetime achievement instead of a mechanical achievement where you're learning about a history event you're actually living it with them which i thought was pretty cool i hope all that made sense and i don't have to get rid of it it's a hell of a lot to delete have you seen the original movie the let it be movie i've seen enough of it to to realize that um to answer your question yeah but it in spots and okay. and clips, documentaries, and videos on MTV or whatever things like that. Yeah. But um, I always thought it was not a good idea for those brains to rush themselves like that. And it kind of shows evident that they took a British band and they wrote a whole bunch of American Americana style music. It seems like to me because yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I because, can see that. Well, because they were rushed and. And yeah, I'm saying it. American music was uh, good back then because they would take something simple and really build it up. But they were writing simple for them. They turned yeah. it into freaking amazing songs by manipulating it over these decades. But the original salt of those songs, yeah, it's very Americana. Hmm. I haven't thought about it like that, but yeah. I think you're right. And it's, uh, it's interesting, too, because they kind of turned to... Uh, their faces and the way they're dressed. And it was just very similar to a Clint Eastwood movie of that same time period. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the thing for me was that I've heard, I've list, been listening to bootlegs of the sessions for, you know, 20, 30 years now. Mm -hmm. And it was just really cool to see the, the film of the bootleg stuff that you, you see what the, what their surroundings are you see how they're looking at each other. It, it right. just gives a whole different perspective on that. And I mean, for years and years and years, ever since the film came out, because the film came out right after the Beatles broke up. So it was seen as Yoko, the Beatles breaking up. Well, there were, there is stuff when she's participating in discussions about what's going to happen. That dirty dog. That I tell you, out. she should have kept her mouth shut. No, but I mean, it kind of proves that Linda and Yoko did not break up the Beatles. I remember no, going, they didn't. watching um, Let It Be a Beatle Fest. And whenever she came on screen, they would boo and hiss. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, this, I'm not this a huge kind of, fan of Yoko, but I mean, why, why do Well, that? I'm not a fan of Yoko because she makes very odd noises to prove her point. And uh, I've proven a lot of points with a lot of odd noises, but I've never mm -hmm. done them that loud. You have. Yeah, not that loud. Uh, this vindicates her, right? What's the word? Oh, yeah. For, yeah. I mean, it should, but I'm, you know, people are going to twist it even further, I'm sure. Oh, well. People are talking about, even before it came out, oh, this is a whitewash of what actually happened. And I mean, they show you all this stuff that happened and, you know, you can't. Well, what's six hours out of 160? Yeah, for? exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, that did not look like Paul McCartney because you know his ear is longer on the right side. Yeah, his. and the three, the, at least the three of them have been have been together for ten years, and you're going to get arguments and stuff. God, that yeah. happens all the time. Well, Ferg, you and me have been together five years, and I'm fighting with you every fucking yeah. Day. Fuck you, Kevin. Fuck you. <laughs> Thanks for What's listening. We'll Kevin, see you. Kevin after. can go fuck himself. <laughs> That's the title of the show. Is that yeah. what? You <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Just go on the news. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Make sure I'm not. Oh, wow. one, one thing I want to say about the Beatles thing. Um, Please. A, a lot of people online that aren't huge Beatles fans watch the entire thing, which I was surprised. I was very surprised by. Yeah. Very surprised. Um, because they wanted to or because they want to have uh, armament to fight? Uh, because they wanted to. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at it as uh, backups and I'm I'm trying. I'm rewriting the whole thing almost backwards so that it starts off where the album's complete and it just totally falls apart. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here is the truth. Uh, we're going to go do some news right now. Headlines. We've got all the news right here. Don't go away. We've got all the news right here, so don't go away. Local news. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here and we're going to tell you what's going on in the world today. Ferg is up in the helicopter right now. Ferg, can you please tell me what you see? Well, uh, up in the uh, helicopter, I can see that uh, everything looks really small from up here. Ferg, do not pull your pants down. <laughs> Come on in. Okay. <laughs> While he's landing, uh, let me see. I think we're going to do, uh, oh, Yahoo News. Yahoo. It's Yahoo So in uh, Warsaw, Poland, mm-hmm. there's a supermarket chain there called Carefor. Uh, they used to have stores in America, too, I think. Carefor! Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, they had uh, a delivery of bananas, but in the banana boxes, there were suspicious parcels, which uh, the police confirmed to be cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Not spiders, but cocaine. You want some nose, Nana? It was, uh, it was 354, 352 pounds of cocaine worth 30 million slutties. Oh, my gosh. 30 yeah. million slutties? Exactly. What is that? How many women? Zloty. It's 8.14 million. Oh, oh, Zlotis. Zloty. What did you call me? Zloty. Z-L-O-T-Y. That's an awesome name. I'm it Serby. Is. And it's a uh, it's a Scrabble word too. Get out of here! Yeah. How many points? Uh, you would know. 10, you would 11, know. 12, 13, 17. Bubble Man roams San Francisco streets, <laughs> bringing joy. A massive bubble Keith Rice conjured last month, rising like a genie from a bucket of soap, startled Ooh. a small girl visiting San Francisco's Embarcaderos the hell is that embarcadero okay (laughs) embarcadero and uh it jumped up and down and it brought her such joy wow yeah (laughs) um we need to have stories written nowadays what do you mean that's it then they talk about his addiction and that oh that's it oh (laughs) that's a fucking story Bubble Man roams San Francisco streets, bringing joy. Oh, I hate stories like that. They always have to put a good story at the end of all the hell they bring in news. And finally, <laughs> a sweet story of a sweet dog that swam his way home from Florida all the way back to New Mexico. He did the backstroke. <laughs> 
You think they don't update have... this very often, do they? No, they don't. You think they would have? They would have given him a doggy paddle. Oh yeah. You know what that is? A little paddle you hit the dogs with. Okay, come on. Oh dear. That's not. That's not. That's not good. That's, that's not, not funny. Good. That's not nice. Pelicans befriend a Cuban man living by the sea. You see what this story is so awesomely about? A 62-year-old man who lives in Cuba, and birds like to fly around him because he has a big bucket of chum in there. Oh, <laughs> that would explain that. So that explains why it's like, in the, and someone took a picture because of the mentality of the people on the earth today and thought it was the first time ever that this has happened on the face of this planet. And then we have to read about it in a story. So I'm going to read it. This is from Reuters, too. Way to go, mm. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. They have names for the birds. Oh, no. Micho the Noble. Panchito the Affectionate. Panchito and Michelle the Noble. All right. Uh, for the past 62 years... Oh, I'm sorry. For the past two decades, not 62 years, because I know those pelicans can't live long... The 62-year-old had cared for the colony around 100 brown pelicans. Jeez, I need to learn how to read. Has cared for the colony of around 100... A colony of birds, huh? Is that what it is? I guess, yeah. Oh, I thought it was a gaggle. That's geese. No, these are uh, pelicans. I know, but a gaggle is geese. So what's pelicans? I don't know. A colony. Sure. Of around 100 pelicans. <laughs> that And I lost my spot. Why did you giggle? That land in his village in Guanamar. College boy. What is Guanamar? I don't know. Did you go to college? Uh, I went to uh, community college. Oh. In December to spend their winter months there before I'm trying so hard not to laugh at that. <laughs> I don't know how we can go to Guanamar in December to spend the winter months there before heading back north in May. Mm hmm. I would have written the man was 62 and a bunch of uh, pelicans came around his boat because there's chunks. <laughs> I feel very lonely when the pelicans leave, he said. They're basically like my children, and I miss them every day. I appreciate that very much, because remember Adeline, my duck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she died. Oh. Yeah. Well, I grabbed her by the neck. <laughs> Carilla said that she does actually have three human children. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually typed like that. Oh. <laughs> Thank God they're human. Uh, well, who verified that? I mean, should I trust them? Um, oh, God. Uh, I could continue, but it's it looks like uh, it's gotten so bad. You know what's happening? Yahoo Odd News. There is no odd news anymore because you're actually probably offending somebody for doing something <laughs> stupid. Maybe. But go ahead. Let's see what you got. Uh, I got a uh, Belgian woman collects a treasure trove of 60,000 vintage tin boxes. So she is in Grand Halais, Belgium. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. And it's a lady named Yvette Dardenne. She, uh, I know her. Has, uh, 
shit ton of vintage tin boxes and it looks like uh is this crazy fucking picture of her with them <laughs> it's a lot of i bet she's boxes. smiling huh you can't see her. She's so small in the picture. And uh, well, and also the light lot. reflecting off of about there's eight, a lot eight thousand miles of tin. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, what? Let's see. Uh, chocolate, toffees, coffee, rice, tobacco, talc, shoe polish. Uh, she collects them from all over the world, and it's a lot of shit. Well, be careful. Sean collects tins. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I do too. I don't have this many. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh no! You collect tins, not Sean. I have um, I have a coffee one. I have a saltines one, and a couple others. I got the hiccups. Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. What kind of tin is that? Ah, uh, Rin. Oh, Rin tin. Rin tin. Yeah, I got, I got Rin, you. Rin tin. So apparently, she started collecting them, and then people, Rin, as they Rin do, tin. whenever you collect, I got it. Jesus. sorry go ahead um oh this is interesting Uh, oh she says one of her greatest treasures is an intricately patterned box from 1868 showing an emblem with two horses on top built to hold biscuits made by Huntley and Palmers of Reading England and it's considered to be the first box to have been lithographed according to her okay now that's awesome oh you can actually visit her um, museum visit her collection so this is more of an ad. They're all ads. <laughs> you go down the list of ad, ad, oh. ad. And, and we come to my last story. Or, no, okay. you, right? Is that correct? One, 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 one. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh pizza vending machine prompts curiosity and horror in Rome. <laughs> more at 11. <laughs> Oh, this is written by the guy who uh, fed all of those uh, pelicans, the colony. Oh, nice. Yeah, same dude. Uh, Raphael Esposito, the 19th century Neapolitan credited with inventing Italy's most famous type of pizza. I thought pizza was invented in California. Maybe turning in his grave because of what Kevin just said. Rome has a new vending machine, which I have actually seen this in the news, which slices out freshly cooked pizzas, which slices out freshly cooked pizzas in just three minutes. Mm. Buyers using the flaming red Mr. Go Pizza. Sounds Italian. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. A Mr. Go Pizza. You okay? Yeah, sorry. A little bit of a cough there. Yeah. Machine machine can choose from four different kinds of pizzas, costing from four fifty to six euros. Now that's an average of five dollars and twenty cents to seven dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> I know my math. This is just a slice. No, you can get four different kinds of pizzas. Oh. The machine. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me find out. I, I answered like cocky, as if I knew that. <laughs> God, see, I gotta work on. I'm catching myself more. Right? That means I'm gonna get better. Sure, Ferg. Hold on. Yeah. Let me do this. The shoe. All right. <laughs> the machine kneads and tops the dough, and the customers watch the pizza cook behind a small glass window. Hmm. Uh, reviews by the customers Thursday on the machine. One of the first ones in Rome uh, ranged from acceptable if you're in a hurry. 
<laughs> All the way to outright horror. Oh, dear. It looks smaller than a normal pizza because uh, there's less toppings. People have been eating forms of flat, all, all forms of flatbread. This is how I would write it. Let's work on our... People have been eating as if I write... I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> but this is dumb. People have been eating all... I'm putting in the word all. People have been eating all forms of flatbread with all kinds of toppings. Can you tell when I'm adding things? All kinds of <laughs> toppings for millennia. <laughs> but it's generally accepted the pizza's perfect and nipples. Naples. Nippley. Naples? Napoli. Naples. Where it is it where it was a street food for the poor. Yep. You know how, how's that supposed to make the poor feel? I don't know. You can I can't even enjoy pizza now because it's a poor food. <laughs> Plus I'm poor on top of it and then I take a bite of it. Does that mean I've hit double rock bottom? I think so, yeah. All right, so basically I read an ad for a pizza machine. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we will be no longer doing odd news. <laughs> From this moment forward, you will not hear any more odd news. So we're going to end the show tonight with a song of Ferg's choice, a classic Christmas tune, which I will change the lyrics to to match Ferg's and I relationship. All right. Uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I swear to God, I'm going to drive over there and kick you square in the nutsack. I hate, I loathe, <laughs> but I've never played it. So I'm going to give it a shot. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> and I do. I hate that song. Do you? Yeah. Oh. Sarah hates it too. Good. All right. Then I'll, I'll play it. No, I'm That's mean. I love her. I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, Sarah. I love you. I I hate you for this. (laughs) Here we go. I want a hippopotamus for Fergie. (laughs) Only hippopotamus will do. Don't want a doll, an itsy bitsy doll. I want something that'll make a Fergie poo. No, I'm not going poo again. We went poo last week. I want a Fergie poo for Christmas. A Fergie poo's the only thing I'll do. Don't give me Sarah or Shelly Moo. I'll take something that's like Fergin likes to poo, you know he has something that's so fun to do. If Fergie can only do it well, what the hell am I doing? I don't know anymore. So this is the end of the song. Bravo. No. All right, then. As long as you like it. (laughs) I am going to take a walk in the lake until the bubbles stop. Everybody have a good night. We'll talk to you next time right here on the FNZ Show. Join us next time when Ferg says... Won't you please join us next time?
the shitting hell is going on? <laughs> Hold on, I'm stopping. Recording stop.